another fan fucking tabless year of my annoying voice yelling at you again joined with me by my fucking best friends in the entire goddamn world welcome oh, back yeah. to the fucking boundless shores on the drunkards and dumbasses we're here we like eating deer. We like drinking beer. Joined with me, Tefakende, is of course. The um, Hello. The Destroyer. We're joined by the national treasure, Nathan the Druid. Master of Nature. Hi. Creeping at you from the shadows, the master of hand to hand combat the calm cool collected son of a bitch you all know as Owen the goat hehe <laughs> what's up we're joined by the all knowing almighty Ever intelligent, ever stylish, ever nerdy, your favorite, Hey, Champion! You all love him. With the crowd going wild, it's your boy, the man, the prodigal son, the genius, the best. Wes! <laughs> yeah. I'm just fucking with you, it's Thomas! The James Meister, the master of all James. The J to the A to the M to the E to the S to the best. It's James. Howdy. And of he course, is, he is our ha menace to society. Ha menace to society. <laughs> and of course, your announcer for this evening the man, the myth. <laughs> The all-knowing, the all-being. Wes. Hey. Let's play some fucking D&D. There we go. We had to go with something, something hype uh, going into this new fucking year. That made me lightheaded. Uh, that was beautiful. I could only imagine what the mic... Kiki was like. 
Uh, this this was absolutely if we wanted animated. This is K standing in the middle of like a, a coliseum, doing like a, a wrestling intro, and all of like the characters walking out with their own theme songs. Well, Cal the Woods would be Enter Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how much you've actually dealt with Talbot and Chris, but that joke is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be another one bites the dust. <laughs> Ooh. Jovi like time. <laughs> yo, 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 you got your boy. Come on. What'd you say? Only copyright, you guys. Come on. <laughs> Do you think we're getting it's not paid for this shit? I barely even pay my editor. <laughs> Which I should, he's been working overtime, but... Yeah, time I'm out. broke, bitch! Yeah, me too. Yeah! You heard it here, folks, my bosses suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> we know. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. 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 Yo, 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 it's your boy James, hitting it with a recap. Recap a new from the last fucking while, because it's been a busy couple weeks. Yeah, I'm going to roll a performance check. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right, you ready? All right, so uh, we're going to assume you saw... So are you having me start from here? Because that was the last one we updated, like uploaded before we took that break for a while. Like was the yeah, I just like to, to catch us all up because it, it, you know, it has. You guys have done like a lot, been been a lot of places, done a lot of things in a few weeks. Been around the world, brother. Quite a few times. All right. So just you can keep it vague right up until about the island, and then that's what I want you to hit like the detail. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got this. All right, so, uh, setting the scene. Uh, big black dragon throws up on us. We all pass out, except me and a few other dudes, but mostly me. We were okay uh, after running into an old buddy of ours. Not so much buddy anymore, apparently. But, you did uh, collect the heart of Cavallis, too, by the uh, way. I just I just wanted that also to be, you guys have yeah. a beating heart in Tobin's bag yeah, right now. I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, <clears throat> we still have that, but we'll get to that. We'll get there. Um... All right, so yeah, I got a got a heart in my pocket, you know, as you do. Um, we Not just... wearing it on a sleeve. No, 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 no. That would be too obvious. Cavallis would have seen it when we ran into him. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so Black Dragon throws up on us. Very putrid. Uh, some sort of poison. Our boy Yonatan coming in clutch helped us out with that. But um, he ran away. Uh, we were a little bit dying, so we couldn't really tell which way he went. So we went to go see Safiri, uh, back down at the camp and figure out uh, what he knew or if he saw the dragon. And we talked to him. He told us he was headed to Palos, or at least in that direction. So us having some friendly faces in that town, we decided to go save them. We get to uh, we do some cool transportation shenanigans. It was sweet. Um, we try we pull up to Palos and. 
notice that the air is still rancid with dragon um stuff dragon breath that's that's a good one um and so beckett helps us out by reaching out to ego and or the poison and getting us some um gas masks and their and names shit. works yeah um and then we head into the city and we realize uh we try to help some people that look pretty um injured and we realize they are some form of zombie which we which we uh assumed came from the lingering effects of untreated poison from uh zodak's breath so once again shout out to yonatan for healing us all the ones that were afflicted um and then we uh traverse through the town fighting zombies along the way trying to get to the holy lore keepers um temple so that we can make sure she's okay uh and see if she knows anything about the tier that uh, was used to revive zodak um we get there finally and we run into solari who was the um kind of like right hand man to the queen of veilbridge and he's acting a little funky and then he turns into a dragon yellow dragon uh solari the coward is full title um or golan fucking killed him uh curb stomped his ass so shout out to our golan uh and then we get into the finally get into the temple realize it's fallen apart alistair helps us keep it up shout out alistair <laughs> and um we find out that uh the holy lord keeper uh Vidal and as well as the Queen of Veilbridge and Orgolan's sister are all up there along with just a few other uh miscellaneous faces. Um, Should I see you for remembering her name? Yeah, so I don't remember Orgolan's sister's name, but I remember Holy Lorekeeper. She's she's my homie. Um Does Orgolan remember his sister's name? Savelle. Nice. Okay, so we sorry, <laughs> my bad. I apologize. That was kind of mean. <laughs> I love you, dude. Thick. <laughs> Queen's pretty injured, so um, up against Beckett's better judgment, she actually like helps uh her get all healed up, and we realize we're all kind of going in the same direction. So since there's a port nearby, we decide or well access to the water. I'm not sure if it's really a port, but access to the water. So we give them a ride on our boat down to Veilbridge. We drop them off there, and then we go our separate ways to head towards... Blackmere, but yeah. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Veilbridge. Oh, yeah. That's because I was thinking Queen of Veilbridge. I meant Blackmere uh, because it's just down the coast from uh, Palos. So we uh, get there, uh, drop them off. We decide not to stay in chat because we knew what we were doing. We head towards the uh, storm brewing in the middle of the Thomas Sea. And uh, once we get in there, we end up encountering a Kraken who uh, fucks our shit up like an asshole. Or I didn't mean shit, I meant ship. <laughs> it just, you know, I, I say both shit more than I say ship. But yes, it, both are true. Um, luckily, Alistair's hole was not flooded. That's always good. Um, we uh end up we wash up on shore uh and realize that do we... you want to quickly mention what happens to tobin while he's being drowned 
Oh, yeah. So Tobin gets Just thrown fun. in. Tobin, while he's uh, being pulled down by his heavy armor, uh, has a bit of a dream uh, where he, after um, demonstrating a crazy new ability to channel magic into his sword um, unknowingly against the Kraken and doing a decent amount of damage, he has a dream where he's back with his grandfather and he tells him a little bit about their family's history uh more on the the arcane purge and how he was um basically uh against his will in charge of it and that our family uh at least back in those times when magic was still prevalent in Veilbridge um were very good at channeling magic into their blades and that's why he climbed the ranks as high as he did so we did sort of a sparring match um, and helped Tobin realize this, uh, uh, get an actual feel for this ability so that it can hopefully be something he uh, replicates in the future. Those are just kind of the spark notes because we got uh, another half of the recap to get through. But uh, was that everything you think needed to be covered for that? No, you did fantastic. Okay. That was cool. great. Now, now we're on to the island of Vicar. Yeah, so we get to the island, uh, and we're hanging out for a bit, dry, trying to dry off as best we can before we um, venture further into the island. We have a run-in with the mailman, who uh, magic mailman, who ends up uh, giving us a bunch of money from the uh, Emperor Killian, I believe that's his name, um, of the Darian Empire. Um, oh, sorry of the Darian Empire uh, for when we saved him uh, from a bunch of robbers and stuff. I got cool new armor as well. Um, and Orgolan got a letter. Yeah, Orgolan got a letter. You want to tell him about your letter at all, Orgolan? He didn't read it. Oh, he hasn't read it. Um, uh, and then from there, we decide to venture into the island. We come across these pools of like purple ichor uh, that's uh, very odd and definitely not natural. And then we eventually stumble across a factory of some sort. Uh, outside, there is a bunch of like scrap metal and such, and this odd um, beast machine uh sort of abomination named forklift he's really sweet 10 dude, points but... to the uh to the person who knows what creature it was a i mean i dune, know but a uh dune crawler dune winder but very dune winder. tobin you get an inspiration point i was hoping i'd get one for this anyways but thank you <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, he was a adolescent dune winder that was kind of like turned into a machine and forced to eat itself. You ever seen that robot where he's like in this cage and there's oil leaking out and he has to constantly like psh, psh, grab the oil to keep himself running? Uh, like the trans that looks like it looks like transmission fluid. It's like that, but he has to eat metal. Um, uh, I'd constant pain. I, I kind of take back that inspiration point I gave you earlier and now i'm gonna re-gift it to you <laughs> um shout out to some man who knew the inspiration of the creature 
dude I, that's that was my first thought when you uh, when you told us about it <laughs> um yo what the and... fuck this is what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh so chris helps him out or i get alistair helps him out to the best of his ability but he couldn't really do much it was an unfortunate situation um and then we um venture into the factory there wasn't much going on we heard a noise but it turned out to just be a fan and something smacking it's a very eerie vibes kind of industrial horror type shit uh and then we go through uh we turn the corner near the fan and we see these seven and a half feet tall uh, tall like robot type things uh the, they had SGSC inscribed on their chests, and they were called Sanguicides, which was carved underneath. And underneath that was Icker Inc. Um, we are able to get past them because they aren't activated. <laughs> go through the bay doors, and then we go through a couple of hallways and uh, stuff like that. And we run into we go through this room with a very rickety bridge uh that seems rickety because of the dripping of this icker that seems to be pumped around the factory and possibly around the whole island it was this it was the same purple icker that we've seen outside but this time in vats uh let's see here yeah yeah it just had the weird liquid in it we crossed the catwalk and end up going through um. more tunnel Sorry, so. just just quick to interrupt because this is something that did uh, that, that you do know. Uh, Beckett inspected the liquid, finding that it was a combination of oil, gunpowder, and blood. Yeah. Uh, so with that revelation, we um moved on get, got the fuck out of dodge you know uh and we keep traversing the factory trying to figure out if there's any other strange happenings before uh we are trapped by sanguicides uh saying some some scary stuff to us uh telling us uh i can't remember what exactly what they said but please do not resist you yeah. are expected Please yeah. do not resist. Before you are expected. Clearing sitting, the way so that we could go into the elevator, which sitting somewhere us... between the Borg and Cybermen there. Yeah. <laughs> Before um, letting us into the elevator that went up to the clock tower. Uh, or was were the candles before or after we got to the top? Like was it was before the same sites. Oh, okay. Really. Oh, before, yeah. oh, sorry, like, not before we saw the first two, but before they, like, attacked us. Yeah. So one of the rooms while we were exploring the thing had a bunch of candles in it. One of them purple with white flame to represent Tobin. Uh, one of them black with purple and yellow flame to represent Beckett. One with green and golden flame, Yonatan. Uh, one with magenta and a teal flame, which represents Orgolan. Um gray with a bronze flame to represent Alistair, orange with a blue, uh, like a blue clear, you know, like like hot fire type flame for knees. And uh, a final one that they were arranged in a semicircle type thing, by the way, and a red one with a crimson flame that was burnt very low, ending towards the end of its candle life, uh, gasp, uh, the flame gasping for air to represent our friend Calduin, who had been 
captured and from visions we saw tortured and the like. Briefly, um, uh, mentioning Calduan, uh, Liam, do you remember enough of Calduan's experiences leading up to uh, the, the culmination of, of this arc? Um, from what I can remember, um, it was always in pieces. I was mostly in a jail cell. We saw... I'm pretty sure we saw the one guy that, that met them at the tavern. I'm terrible with names, so I can't name Solomon. Him. Yeah. Um, and then there was another part where I was, I think, strapped to a chair or something, and a voice from the shadows was trying to talk to me. I'm uh, pretty sure that was Volnar trying to talk to me. Um, we also found that... Uh, and one of the more recent ones, there was a Osirati woman taking care of me and found out that the place where I'm from is not my true home. And she was also covered head to toe in scars. Right. And in between those, calling my friends idiots. <laughs> true. <laughs> Alright. And uh, the elevator reaching to the top of uh, the factory. Yeah. So we get to the top of the tower, and we uh, make our way into this large room um, with, like, some bleacher-style seats, sort of like amphitheater vibes, filled with sanguicites watching us as we enter. And on the other side of the room, I believe on a raised platform, there were many of our uh, foes, including three dragons, the blue dragon Lazarus, the black dragon Zodak, and the red dragon Sandra. And sitting at a table uh, was Solomon, uh, Arrowim, Amarath, Ego, uh, Kavalis, and our friend Calduin, not looking too great. Uh, there was a table across from them. And they asked us to sit uh, so that they could discuss some stuff with us. And they essentially told us that they want to stop the merging of the realms, which is a goal sort of aligned with our goals. But on top of that, they want to usurp the current reigning deities, uh, uh, Celestials, and that they call themselves the Vanglorious X. So they give us kind of like a overview of their mission. And then uh, Volnar takes the form of a Sanguisythe, uh, like, and he offers us the ability to kill, co- to kill gods uh, and the power to do so in exchange for one of our souls after death. Um, kind of being backed in the corner, we uh, were debating whether or not we should take this deal and who should take it, if anybody, um, before Osiris uh, finally crashed in, being the demigod of chaos and uh, helping us out. He uh, gave us the ability to fly so that we could escape. And then we made our way to the made uh, our way to, or actually wasn't, didn't he kind of like, flood it so that we could get water yep in there a great big 
he created a big massive tidal wave that yeah, carried because the boat uh, past we were the storm being to calmer waters. Dragons, not good. Uh, they can fly, not good. Uh, they're a little better at it than us, so we had to make a quick getaway. So um, Osiris created a large tidal wave, and we were able to throw the candelabra, now repaired, inside its little bottle uh, into the tidal wave and hitch a ride out of there, heading out of the the um, storm and then and make it safely back to clear waters. And I believe that's where we left off. Awesome. And... Uh, James, could you do us one final favor of uh, doing a quick commercial break and shout out our uh, our other endeavors while I'll be right back. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, you see this guy over here. He's a he's a little Owen Owen here. He's he's got a couple channels. He's got uh, FanRan48, uh, FanRan1048YT, check him out, does all sorts of cool things, got Pokemon openings on there, he did, recently did a Lego ad, a Lego Star Wars ad, admin calendar, he does Lego builds, he does build-offs, he does all sorts of cool things, uh, he also has the Bent Pen Defender podcast, that's uh, another one of his channels where he talks about, is it NASCAR or is it F1? Both. Oh, both. Even better. NASCAR and F1. For all you racing lovers, he talks <laughs> about those. Um, I believe it's Pink W88 is Wes's Twitch. Might just be Pink88 with three eyes. Uh, that's Wes's Twitch. Uh, you can check that out as well. Uh, and then, obviously, if you're listening on Spotify, I don't know if we're uploading to there right now but we are listening okay if you're listening on spotify check us out on youtube and if you want to listen to us on the go people on youtube we're also on spotify just search up the bound like uh, the channel there's a channel name but check out the um look up the boundless shores you'll have a better time finding us yeah that i always search up the boundless shores it just pops right up yeah, but it pops right up if you search the boundless shores yeah True. I also stream on Twitch occasionally. Yeah, what was the username? I, I mentioned it, but I don't know if I got it right. Pink88. Three eyes or just the one? Three eyes. Ah, P-triple-I-N-K-88 on Twitch. I was right. So. After an eventful retrieval of your friend Calduin. The Adenawul set course for the Far Haven, for Far Haven Island. For the first while of the journey, Mr. O was quiet. He stood at the front of the ship, stuck in deep thought. As Mr. O stands on the front of the ship, in silence, not seeking conversation. Does the Adidas Naul do anything during this time as as he he stands in, in solitude for for a while? Um I would like to 
uh, approach our friend Calduin. What what would you say Calduin's doing right now? Is he uh, Liam? Is he resting? Is he just uh, chilling on the deck? Like what's what's going on? He How would. Calduin feeling? He would definitely be uh, resting in whatever bed he can find, considering the last bed he was lying in, he was drenched the entire time. Oh. Yeah. Does he have a room? Give him the room. For 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 a moment, uh, you kind of sneak away from the rest of your group to explore the ship a little. Do I, I don't think I'd actually be at full strength to explore because how I've basically been tortured because Asherati's have a huge water weakness and with being basically pelted with blood the entire time would. Definitely keep him in a weakened state. Yeah, we'll just say I like, um, like kind of over my shoulder sort of thing. Because I'm pretty sure I like grabbed him before we left. Uh, as we get on this ship, I'll just, uh, I'll guide him to his room. I'll be like, hey, we've all got a room here. This one's all yours. You should rest up and let him in there. So we'll say that happened when we first got here. And then yeah. what I'm going to do next is kind of like a few hours later sort of thing. You know? mm. So, uh, Tobin kind of. Uh, puts his, your arm around his, his shoulders and kind of half carries you down to the to the lower level where you see uh, a few rooms and name tags in in different language, some in common, some in undercommon. You see one in both common and Asherati. Uh, you see uh, Tobin's name. Uh, posted in common as well as in Ashradi as you can read that as he leads you down further past towards the end of the hallway you find a room written in, in the Ashrati tongue Kaldiwan Gahishi in a, in a, in a an embedded golden plate on the dark wooden door you you creak the door open uh, a humid he familiar heat hits your throat and your nose as you're brought back home it's kind of damp and it's not a direct humid heat but it's like heat through a window as you feel the, the temperature take the form of uh, your Ashradi colony, Hakku. As within this room, you see the floor is entirely covered in a drift of sand. You see a traditional Ashradi sleeping pad uh, and, and a raised pillow set in the corner. You see a small uh, workbench uh, with a few molds uh, of of the thicker clumps of sand and a, and a small desk lamp reaching over it kind of glowing the room in a dull red hue it's homely it's comforting it's everything you've been missing in the past thousand years since your home was destroyed since you reawoke from Cavallis in the sands till you've started this quest of vengeance you finally 
feel a shred of comfort and relaxation. Um, you barely conscious, barely knowing, was uh, laid out in your sleeping pad. And as you have this moment alone uh, before Tom's knock on the door a few hours later, how are you feeling? Uh, within the few hours, I've taken a small nap, and then I'm already sitting at the desk, um, sculpting away the malice with the runes from what I can remember from the brief glimpse I saw as it was being handed to Cavallus. Yeah, you do. That made me very happy. <laughs> As you sculpt out uh, this this blade into the carved uh, sculpting sand, um, in in your place of solitude, in your place of familiarity, a soft knock at the door. It's open. Did you say open? Like, it's open, or did you say you go to open it? I said it's open. Okay. Um, I'll open the door and peek my head in, and um, seeing that you're, like, actually up and at your desk, I'll just kind of, like, take, like, a release sigh, like, well, it's, hey, it's, uh, may I, may I come in? You're already there. Right. Um, I'll step into the, I'll step on the floor. Uh, and uh, close the door behind me, and I'll be like, um, I'll, I'll walk a little closer. I'll be like, listen, um, we're headed to the Far Haven Isles to do a favor for Kay. He's obviously, as you know, done a lot for us, and it appears some of his friends have gone missing. Um, we don't know much about it, but I believe there was an initial party that went out for some sort of mission and they didn't return so then even a second party was sent I believe and they didn't return either um so after we rescued you um we told Kay we'd go check it out for him because he's busy with all his other stuff um we can't know for sure but we do know that um was he there? Was Calduin there in Lulara or whatever when we fought the big thing? Muted. No, I think he would have already been captured by then. Right. Yeah, because um, I was playing Deez at that he, point. He was captured in right. Warren before was, you guys went to Lulara. What was that thing called? The uh, Living Blasphemy. Right. Um... So, let's see, where to start? Uh, Yonatan was having some issues with his connection to nature, and whenever he'd wild, whenever he'd wild shape, it looked, um, almost like, uh, ghoulish in nature, and very, uh, like, dark and decrepit, until eventually, um, he ended up turning, in a sense, and... I had to fight him off before this this thing uh, 
the li they called it the living blasphemy. Uh, it came out of him. It was this large creature, and we had to fight it off. It was almost like a living portal, uh, probably somewhere into the darkness's realm. But after we defeated it, this thing came out of it, and from what we heard from Gwen, I believe he said they said there was a few of them, right? Like throughout the Batman Shores, and. From what we heard, I believe there could potentially be one in or around the Farhaven Isles. Whether or not that has anything to do with Kay's missing people, we're not sure. But I know you've been through hell, so as much as we're glad to have you back, you're perfectly fine to stay on the ship or anything like that that you may need uh if you need to recover when we get there. How long is it to the Farhaven Isles? Um, you're still a day and a half out. He has he has okay. apt time to recover. Uh, yeah. Physically, uh, yeah. mentally might be a different story. Exactly. As he's kind of been through hell, and so that's probably what I would pin it to. He does have time to heal. I'll, yes. Um... We're still about a day and a half away, but I understand that even with some time to rest, you probably won't be feeling 100%, so you do what you must. Let's just say by the times I get there, there'll be some things I need to work out, and as I say that, I mess up on my sculpture. Ah, good, good. Well, I'm glad you're feeling okay. Um... I'll definitely be back to check in on you, and I'll go to walk away, and then I'll be like, oh, one more thing, actually. I'm going to walk up to the desk, and I'm going to reach into my bag and pull out Kavalis's heart and set it on his desk and be like, uh, I think... Did, did, was he, was the, does he at least know about like the spire and stuff or anything? He knows about Jeshma's spire. I okay. wouldn't. I do. I don't okay. think he would know about like you guys infiltrating right. Kavalos' spire. I'll be like, uh, listen. After Jeshima's spire, we were able to find and locate Kavalos' tower. We realized there may have been some sort of conflict in order for us to get you back. And this, not realizing all the allies he had with him, was our trump card. But after what he and his people did to you, I want you to have this. This is Kavalis's heart. I don't know what will happen if it's destroyed, but I assume it will at least severely weaken him. So, after all that bastard did to you, I want it to be in your hands. You know you're crazy, right? It's supposedly supposed to be the source of his power. So... Do with it what you will. I grab the jar and look at it, and then I just sit it on the desk with the rest of the sculptures. Alright, uh, rest well, my friend. It's good to have you back. It's and good. then Tobin will turn to leave. It's good to be back. 
Um, and as you turn the knob to open the door, uh, pressing his ear up against the door, um, as you turn the latch and open it, you see kind of Yonatan stumble forward and and fall to your feet. <clears throat> Careful, you'll get sand in your mouth. Do we have a do we have a Yonatan? Do we have a Yonatan? Or is he on mute? I He's was done. frozen there <laughs> oh, for a second. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Repeat that one more time. Uh, so as Tobin goes to open the door, uh, Yonatan, your curiosity kind of got the best of you as you watched uh, Tobin a few hours earlier carry Caldywin downstairs and then later uh, went to check on him. And they've been speaking in the room for some time that your curiosity got the best of you as you pressed your ear up against the door and as you're listening in... Uh, for a while to their conversation you hear the door unlatch and open as as you fall to to the feet of uh, Tobin <clears throat> uh, careful buddy you'll get some sand in your mouth howdy neighbor <laughs> how are you doing this fine evening uh, alright I guess um Still as chipper as ever, yeah, I see. You could have just knocked. Oh, I I didn't want to interrupt your conversation, but uh, uh, <clears throat> speaking of Caldwin, how is he? Um, well, you, any... I, I just kind of put he's right there. <laughs> how are you, Caldwin? Any uh, any wear and tear on that? Have to say, not having a pounding headache is uh, a relief. Well, uh, at least you're alive, right? Sure. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, I'll just... I mean, I can get a couple herbs or potions. I'm sure Beckett's already been in to look after him. I raised my arm yes. up to show the newly applied bandages. <laughs> already done! You hear uh, a voice <laughs> shout from, from her room. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, um, how, uh, how do you feel, man? That must have been, uh, Quite the experience on Volnar, to say the least. It's not even the half of it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine the pain you've gone through. Um, when my village was wiped out, I was lost and layered 
are cloaked in pain and so much so that I lost all my memories but you know It, it'll get better eventually. It won't go away, but the pain will be less eventually. Sure hope so. It's been 400 years so far. <laughs> anyway, um, if you ever need to talk about anything, I'm here for you. Appreciate it. Hoban, a nagging thought while they're conversing kind of weighs down on you as as an odd sense of guilt kind of washes across your, your chest as you're reminded of your family's connection to his pain. You don't have to mention it if Tobin doesn't is is unwilling, but the nagging thought crosses your mind. Well, um, I think we'll be on our way now. Let you uh, rest up, but uh, I'm glad to see you here and in one piece once again. I kind of usher uh, Yonatan out of the room. Best to let him rest now. Uh, and uh, close the door behind me before I head to my own room. Uh, to um, spar with my dummy. After after a while of standing on the front of the ship, Osiris finally breaks his concentration as he approaches Alistair at the helm. I think it's time to discuss. Please, gather everyone in the war room. I fucking love the war room. Okay, I think it's Tobin's favorite room. I'll, uh... <clears throat> I'll lash down the helm, then. He, uh... You see, uh... You see a, uh, a copy of Osiris kind of walk out of Osiris's body. He says, No need to worry. I'll take us to our destination. Uh, hey, Wes, quick I question. I expect that that's a very, uh, a very popular trick with the ladies. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, well. Shoots you a wink as uh, the master copy of Osiris heads down to the words of War Room. Alright, and I head downstairs in order to gather everyone up. <clears throat> hey Wes, quick question. Uh, yeah. Uh is all of my stuff in my room? Like my sword and gun and Yes. Everything? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um Alistair, 
gathers his compatriots to all enter the war room to see uh, Mr. O sitting in, uh, in the center, in one of the center chairs on the other side of the table, resting his legs on, on top of the table. Ahead of the table on the other side. <laughs> you oh, all... Man. I just cleaned that table. <laughs> Literally just. One press of digitation and it's all the same. You all find your seats. I mimic his legs up on the table. Calvin. Cal I, I put my legs up on the table as well. It's kind of <laughs> Calvin walks in wearing a clean duster coat, hat, and sporting his new scabbard with a sword in it. I'll, uh, when I see him looking, I'll def uh, definitely like smirk. Seeing you all take your seats. Alistair. Uh, Alistair. I don't know why I said that. Osiris. Uh, looks out towards each and every one of you, crosses his arms cockily. Well, you've had an interesting couple of days. A demigod spy, zombies and a dragon, a kraken. Then, an island of horror leading to the revelation of a secret blood god and a league of villains looking to take over the realms. Not to mention, rescued, might I say daringly, by an opponent, uh, a once not opponent, in the chess game, your lives have now become. You're welcome, by the way. He kind of adjusts himself, placing his, his legs uh, back onto the ground and tucking himself closer to the table. I did the same thing, but like while he was talking in the weird accent, just kind of like to lean forward and be like, "What the fuck is going on?" I think your first question is why, right? Because it entertains you. Definitely nearing the top of the list. Why would I hand you the key to my brother's spy? Why save you from the clutches of the Vainglorious X? Takes a deep breath, and his kind of cocky demeanor shifts to a more honest one. The answer is complicated. Of course, most things are now. I am all that you think I am. Osiris, demigod of chaos, former CEO of the Assassin's Hatch that you now know as Hatch Co. and the Sons of Osiris. Although I stand before you, with you, I am not. My curse is that I am bound to my spire. 
Long ago, I set out to cause the most chaos from one place. What an amazing thing I created. Organized chaos. The perfect paradox. But in years it came with a realization. There is no chaos without order. There can be no light without dark. As my company grew beyond me, I realized chaos could live without me. As you all know, my siblings and I each have a heart. My company was my heart. I let my heart go, chaos incarnate through my successes. Two hearts currently remain on board. The heart that lies within the bowels of the ship can feel it, the power, the confusion. You don't know what to do with it, do you? The second heart Tobin Raymond, you are the heart of Jeshima. He smiles. At first, you think it's uh, a cocky smile, but you look into his eyes and it's almost sympathetic. Yeah, I, uh, Admittedly, just came to that conclusion as you were mentioning the hearts on board, but given my recent dealings with my mother, it uh, clicked, as you would say, once you mentioned that there were two hearts on board. Allow me to tell you a tale. Ragnar sent the heralds on a mission. They had located the Dark General and were sent to eliminate her and her heart. They arrived in Scorchtown, kicked down your front door. Your, grave, your brave grandfather, of course, took up arms to defend his home and was met with a bullet to the head. Your mother, of course, had already gone and retreated to her spire. Your father, away in Callum Doom. You were being taken care of your grandparents. They entered your room. All three holy ones stood over your infant body and discussed your fate. I tell you this to show you that all that you see is null is not all that is. I have grown tired and seek asylum. To walk alongside my brethren, not as adversaries, but as friends. 
I conquered the boundless shores once, curated a war that culminated in one of the most catastrophic events in recent history. I miss the grass, the sun, the sea. That is why I've chosen a side. Purely selfish and self-indulgent it ends, but I can't argue with the memes. You appreciate that which you do not have anymore. But that is, dare I say, human nature. I'm the god of chaos. Humans are my domain. Is your mic currently hooked up? You seem really echoey and, and tinny and a little bit distant. Is that better? That is way better. Hell yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, sorry for the inter uh, interruption. Continue. So, the events that led up to Paylor's Teal... Paylor's tear. That killed most of my people. You led? You were the perpetrator of these actions? The mastermind? I don't know. Curator. Curator. Instigator. Mastermind is a bit extreme. Manipulator. The war was brewing, brewing anyways. I sought victory, power, control. I took out their king and replaced it with a different king. I gave them guns. I gave them means. I gave them food. They decided to, to war. And someone else decided to explode the mountain. That was not me. I only sought domination. Did not seek catastrophe. I'm not the god of vengeance. I'm not the god of evil. People crave chaos. You, Yonatan, are a master of nature. Chaos is in your blood. I did not cause your pain. You did. You all did. 
your blood, your mind, your bodies, your swords. I merely capitalized. Blame me if you must. I've told you my resolve. So you sought to seek order and domination only for the domino effect of pure chaos to be wrought instead. I am not the god of consequence. Sir Riemann the Brave. What are you thinking? You always have something to say. Um, during this whole conversation, Tobin was just uh, staring. Like, well, since, you know, the relevant bit to himself, uh, he was just kind of staring at the table, flipping a quill in his hand, just staring at the table. You're, You're telling me that Kay killed my grandfather? And argued your own fate. Do I have to tell you which ones defended you? And which one held the gun to your head? Uh, Kay's the, the only one that uses a gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would assume Gwen defended me and Kay held the gun to my head. <laughs> the only thing that makes sense. Does it? I, I, well, Kay's the one who uses the gun. <laughs> of course. You recently saw a blade out of time. Blade that should not does not exist. Do you know that sword? Is he asking me? I'm asking the table. Oh. How much would Calda know of Malice? Not much. Uh, but you do get a sense of dread and bloodlust from the sword as you know the poem inscribed onto the blade and that is not a happy poem that blade has a fraction of the kills as a sword wield by your holy Gwain. Do you know of his past or just his deity? You're a celestial yourself. Do you think you need to tell uh, you need to ask us if if um somebody who works for the gods told us much about their life? Mm -hmm. 
resentment. I like it. That was more just a matter of fact, but... <laughs> well, it is matter of fact. We know nothing of any of the Herald's lives before their uh, eternal servitude to the gods. Why do you think they keep it hidden? I'll see you again soon, friends. And we will discuss a further plan. Right now, you have your hands full. Rest for what limited hours you have left. If I know anything about my father, it's you're walking into a trap. I'm going to enjoy this. As he fades to nothing. Hope you and Jonathan was just whispers under his breath. Hope you enjoy the show, you fucking prick. Uh, Tobin's gonna uh, get up and neatly tuck his chair in before um, going to his room without a word. So, I think you're muted, Alistair. The hell was with him? I mean, yeah, he goes ahead and pulls us out of the fi uh, the frying pan, but at the same time, comes down here and tries to go ahead and screw with us like this just because he can. Chaos. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we've got a few hours to worry about resting, then I'd say we take the initiative and lay down for a good rest, because no doubt we're going to need it. <clears throat> if anyone wants any meals, uh, I've got a... Uh, a whole service of them down inside of my hole. Orgolan's stomach rumbles very loudly. You know I could always eat. See, Alrighty. some things never change. Some things never change, some things stay the same. Is there anyone, is there anything anyone wishes to do with the brief time that you have? Or would we like to fast track to the next chapter? Uh, I say, unless anybody does have anything pressing they'd like to do, I say we fast track and take our break before we go to whatever island we're going to. Um, go ahead, Liam. Uh, I was just gonna say, Calderwin goes up to the top deck and just practices some sword drills. 
enjoying the fresh air. Uh, Yonatan is going to go up to um, just gonna go up to the like the eye, um, like you know where a lookout would go on crow's a crow's nest. Yeah, crow's nest. Go up to the crow's nest. Uh, I assume it's mostly made of wood. Yeah. Um, so Yonatan is just gonna make, like, an extension on the crow's eye with wood shape and just make it, like, a huge circle, basically. And he's just going to, uh, make a druidic circle, a druidic meditation circle, and just reflect on his experiences with the Everdark and his journey with his friends and allies and see if there's still any resemblance left of the Everdark's presence within himself. As you sit and meditate for a while, the uh, salt of the sea carried by the, the warm tropical breeze you reflect and you sit for a while as you reflect on the ever dark you find no darkness within you but a pit of anxiety and unknowing forms in your stomach as you fear for the journey ahead, but you find peace in the time that you have. As we're going to go on a quick break, and we will return very soon. After a few hours of rest and solitude and a moment to breathe. The Adenau aboard the Candelabra drift towards the island of Farhaven. And you see very clearly the dark sunrise to the southwest, like an ink blotch on a painting of which should be a beautiful afternoon in the southern seas. The warm tropical breeze carrying your sail. Apart from the waves, there's a severe lack of sound. The island before you seems like it would be a beautiful tropical getaway. A small beach town lies on the western side of the island small dock to the northern side of the town uh, with a long beach littered in umbrellas and a few sand castles but something here seems off the colors of the beach houses are faded who's typing very loudly oh that'd be me sorry Uh, 
A once welcoming getaway seems eerie and empty. As your ship approaches the island, you look for any signs of life, but you find none. No person, nor seagull, not even a corpse. Sounds feel muffled, as if the closer you are, the quieter your surroundings are. Even the waves begin to mute themselves as the breeze subtly dies down. Bringing the candelabra into port, they dock as you all exit onto the pier of Farhaven City. Before that, I'm going to scoop up one of my uh, uh, completed creations of a 25 charge wand of flame sands. Um, after everybody's got everything, Tobin will um, put the candelabra in the bottle. These look at around. You know, we grew up in a magic shop and nothing was as creepy as this. It's quiet. Definitely quieter than it should be. We should stay on our toes. Agreed. Um... So... Where do we start? Getting off the boat, probably. We are We're off the boat. No, um, it could go straight. Check outside of the houses. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, um, although it doesn't seem... It is early, I suppose we could, uh, check out the town and see if it is as empty as it looks. Look for any signs of Kay's party, not that we have much to go off of. Um. As yeah, you... Let's do a quick sweep. I don't know. As you approach the city, it's so silent you could hear a pin drop. The creak of the boardwalk beneath you. The city itself is desolate. As if no one lived here in the first place. The market is empty. All windows and doors are locked. Even the clotheslines are empty. Once you begin to feel as if you were alone. As you approach further into the city, a humanoid shadow that you're all too familiar with 
drifts from around the corner and goes down the street. It seems to either not notice you or doesn't care of your presence. Um, what do you mean familiar with? It's uh, a similar shadow that attacked Lulara that uh, oh, came okay. from the... Uh, The unholy abomination. Yeah, whatever it's called. Um, the words escaping me. Mm -hmm. Living blasphemy. Yeah, bomb. yeah, living blasphemy. That came out of me. <laughs> I'll just kind of like seeing that. I'll be like, uh, quietly, I'll be like, guys, did, did you see that thing? It seems like it's headed somewhere. We should We should follow it. I mean, you're muted, Alistair. I pass the skill rod back over to Tobin. Uh, thank you. Um, <clears throat> is it going? Is it going like fast? Not too fast. It's just drifting. Yeah, kind of uh, seeming to your eye a little bit aimlessly as it drifts oh, it's, down the street. It doesn't seem to like have it uh, like it's heading somewhere. Well, it's, it's uh, so could you roll me a spot check? Sure. First roll of the new year, yay. <laughs> um, spot. That is... It's going to be 17. 17. Um, you uh, creeping forward, purging further into the city, watching this shadow. At first, it seemed like it doesn't have a destination. But as you look out into the street, you see one, two, three, four more shadow creatures emerge and as they too kind of seemingly drift in no direction as you, you watch them and study them for a moment uh, although their movement is quite sporadic they all seem to be heading towards the center of town okay yeah we'll uh, continue to follow like loosely you know like as long as we can see them but like from a good distance even though they don't seem yeah, so you're uh, you're doing this stealthily? Not necessarily. I, I wouldn't say stealthily, but just like it's not like we're running after them, you know, armor like clanking around. Ooh. Like we're just kind of like walking behind them a good distance. These has gone into full infiltrator mode, invisibility, sneaking the works. <laughs> right. I'm keeping the harpoon covered as a surprise. <laughs> Yonatan is going to follow them sneakily. So, you begin to follow the ghosts down a few blocks until the shadows walk through walls of a building 
and beyond your reach as you kind of for 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 a, a little bit you you search around and try to regain their tracks but they seem to have vanished it seemed like they were going like into the building or just like through it through it okay but as you you kind of searched around the building you couldn't find any traces of of where they went after so where are we now are we in the center of town now uh, you're you're getting closer. This is a pretty big town. Um, as as you you're approaching a little bit, could you? Uh, you no. On your spot check, Tobin. As for for a little bit, you guys search around the the nearing blocks to to try and find a find a trace of of where the shadows. Are. You get an itch on your neck that you're not alone. Something is watching you. I'll, um... Like, like it, it seems like it's behind me, or just like that something's watching you? Something is somewhere. watching you from somewhere. And on your on your spot check, you you look around and and can't see anything, but you have that itch that uh, you're being watched. I'll uh, stop, and as like everybody kind of like catches catches up, and we're all like within good earshot, I'll just be like, guys, I feel like there's definitely something watching us. I've got the this feeling that I can't shake, so. Please stay on your toes. Uh, I say we just um, head into center, the center of town, and see uh, see what we can see. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm hearing like a squeaking or popping noise. Anybody else hearing that? Yeah, I am I hearing that. Mike. Is anybody fucking with their mic? Whoever was gone now. Yeah, no, I don't hear it anymore either. Sorry, it was just very distracting. Yes. Uh, so as you guys begin to walk further into the town, you're still kind of on the export, uh, the, the exterior, uh, port side of the town. You haven't really reached, um, uh, very far into the town. As the shadows didn't really have an aim, they kind of led you, uh, throughout the town, and, and you find yourself back near to the, to the northern side near the port. Where you guys entered. To all begin to walk towards the center. Uh, Alistair, are you going to say something? Does anyone mind if, uh, before we leave town, I check out the commercial district? I want to see if I can pick up some iron. Go right uh, ahead. Yeah, that's probably fine um are we close to the center of town yet like you're 
Uh, you just finish your conversation as you guys are beginning to walk Alistair asked to uh, find some iron. Right, Who right. would I say is leading your charge right now? Uh, Tobin. Tobin? Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know where Knees is. He could be in front, but... <laughs> nah, he's lead. He'd be in the back just so nobody tramples over him. Fair enough. Um, uh, 28 will hit you. Who? Tobin. Uh, let me check. Hold on. Um. Oh, I'm assuming if he's unexpected, or if this isn't expected, then he's flat-footed as well. Yeah, so that would probably... Damn, I must not have saved... Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, it'll hit. Um, you hear uh, a quick whiz of a projectile. And then an intense, sharp pain in your abdomen as you look down and see blood leaking over your armor. Uh, you you see uh, a bullet wound within the crooks of your armor. And as you begin to study it, stunned, you The bullet explodes. As we're going to switch to combat. Um, how much damage? Uh, you'll, you'll see in a minute. Give me a minute. Okay. I'm switching to my combat mode. He lost a leg. Half, <laughs> took half of the damage. The bad news is your bottom half took the other half. He only beat my AC by one, uh, but it was flat-footed, I guess. So um, by four. But... Nope. I realized. Oh no! Spoilers! The end of the campaign. <laughs> Uh, I I realize that I have the two perfect dice sets to for both my characters. I have a red set for Calduin and an orange set for Knees. That's actually so sweet. <laughs> Roll for cool. initiative, suckers! You know what? Because of that, I will go for my set that looks like this. It's uh, time to ice. Before you roll for initiative, Dean... I need uh, Knees, Calduin... Beckett, Alistair, or Golan, and Tobin to roll me reflex. Oh, hell yeah. That's gonna be a 25. Um, who's rolling for Beckett? Are you rolling for Beckett? Uh, yeah, who's gonna play Beckett this session? Alistair, would you like to play back at the session? Um, sure. Uh, Cleric slash warlock shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. yeah hopefully to... they've provided everything to play their character on on, the, on their sheet. Well, we'll find out in a moment. That's a f um, 15 for knees and a 14 for Calduin. 15 and a 14, okay. Uh, I got a 29. Tobin. Okay. 
Uh, what about Alistair? Uh, a, uh, flat 20 on the, uh, on the reflex check. <clears throat> uh, or Golem, Alistair, and Tobin are gonna take 14 fire damage. Uh, dumbass. Why the fuck did I say 14? Uh, why the fuck did I say 8 damage? Uh, Knees and Calduin and Beckett are going to take 16 fire damage. As the bullet explodes in a fireball. Uh, knees, as your damage do become visible, and as you kind of uh, recovering from the blast, you see uh, creeping around the corner two bloodhound agents dressed in their black and red ninja attire as they creep out of the corners uh, weapons drawn uh, hang on a second I'm still doing math in my head because <laughs> I'm very slow right now um, you got bullet damage for me yet? Uh, bullet damage oh sorry I didn't do bullet damage for you uh, bullet damage is, uh, sorry, I am an unprepared DM. Nothing changes, eh? Uh, 23, uh, damage. Damn. Uh, seeing the two bloodhound agents. Don't shoot, it's me! Uh, you saying that and watch their, their movements as you study their eyes, as their eyes are completely glossed over in uh, a dark purple hue as uh, the limited parts of skin you can see is cracked with black, almost like shattered glass. Great. That's not fair. Seems somebody got to K's boys first. Because we know what happened to the elites. Um, Chris. Yes? Can you tell me about non-lethal damage? Uh, well, <clears throat> what would you like to know about it? Uh, anyone can perform non-lethal damage. You can even choose to use non-lethal effort with a weapon. For example, hitting someone with the flat of your sword. However, in doing so incurs a negative four to strike, unless, of course, you've uh, specifically uh, have... Uh, feats with regards to um, causing non-lethal. 
Or you're a monk. Alternatively, if you have the merciful quality on a weapon, then you can do it freely, with extra damage even. Oh, we lost the James. Uh, <laughs> uh, unarmed attacks are by default non-lethal, unless of course you have uh, a improved unarmed strike. Sorry, my I completely cut out there. Um, can you explain that to me one more time? Uh, unless you have feats uh, related to uh, attacking non-lethally, then anyone can do a non-lethal attack at negative four by, for example, trying to hit someone with the flat of their blade. Okay, so it's negative four to hit, and then his damage is the same, but non-lethal? Yes. Okay. Uh, alternatively, all unarmed attacks are non-lethal, and unless, of course, you have an improved unarmed strike, then you can choose right. whether you go lethal or non-lethal. Okay, so my weapon has, like, basically, like, an enchantment that does, like, oh, an extra d6 of ice damage. Would, would that still also hit as non-lethal, as long as I hit the non-lethal? Uh, technically, I believe so. Okay, cool. It, it is energy, not a physical component, so... Right. Yeah. Okay. So just negative four to hit. That's not too bad. Obviously, I'm just feeling like knees are, are well, <laughs> um, what's his, his K probably doesn't want us killing his boys if it's avoidable. Similarly, you can also choose to try to do a non-lethal attack with a ranged weapon. In that case, you're aiming for, like, a shoulder, a knee, right. a hand, an arm, that kind oh, of cool. Yeah, our, Is that our also drone... negative four? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, guys, we're not trying to kill them. We're just gonna cripple them for the rest of their lives by yeah, shooting nothing that natural healing will yeah. resolve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was that one of us in our older uh, campaign that tried to do a non-lethal attack and just completely broke a guy's jaw, killing them anyways? I'm pretty sure was that Adrian. I feel like that was Adrian. Either eight. I think that I think that was Adrian. Uh, it was either was Adrian like or Owen. Eight. Yeah. Because you were playing I a barbarian. I have actually been, um, Beckett in this campaign. Really? Was it? They punched a guy to, uh, and they, they were so low health that they died. I, mean, I don't oh. remember. If yeah, I don't think that was intended. Then that'll knock them unconscious, but it shouldn't kill them. Well, don't worry about it. Well, don't worry about it. As uh, I need everybody to roll initiative. Do I want to use Damn. that here? I'm rolling a lot of 13s today. That's well, not my initiative. I saw. I'm saving that. First nat 20 of the year. Okay. Second. Uh -huh. Likely I could get that last time. Yeah. Um, oh, third you, you nat 20. Oh Damn. my god. You're kidding me. That's fucked up. <laughs> Let's go, boys. On this episode of How <laughs> Fucked Up is Fucked 20. Up. <laughs> That's fucked, fucked up. up. And for Beckett. Oh, shoot. I uh, hope your recording is working, Liam, because I messed up. Yeah, it's, it's still going strong, thankfully. It was just something, because since I just had to rejoin the call, it, um, 
Beckett and I rolled a 25. Okay, hold on. Uh, 25 plus. Beckett and I at 25. Uh, who's got higher decks between you two? Uh, she has plus four and... Me. Uh, so Alistair. However, Beckett has the higher overall mod. Because of improved... Uh, uh improved 25 edition. to 20. 23. Uh, dirty 20. Nice also has a dirty 20. 20. <laughs> Three dirty 20s. Who, who's got higher decks? Uh, I've got 15. 16. No, 20. wrong one. I'm looking at Caldwin's. Uh, 18 decks. 20 decks. So it goes Nate, Liam, James. And that's for me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Caldwin got 12. Hmm. I'm de I decided to save my hair trigger reflex for something bigger. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You never know. Uh, 20 to 19. I think all that's left is Caldwin, which he rolled at 12. Really? One... Two, three, four, Calduin five, Alistair six, one, two. Oh, I've got three, a twenty-three. Four, five. Oh shit! I did write that down. Whoops. Yes, two twenty-fives, one twenty-three, three dirty twenties, and a twelve. And then what does uh, Caldoon get? He got a 12. What's your... Uh, no, never mind. It's a really depressing movie about. No. <laughs> That's good. All right. <coughs> so, uh, top of the round. Whoa. Goes to the unknown shooter who's going to make uh, two attacks towards Rogolan. Uh-huh. Shit. He got bored of shooting me after he blew up my abdomen. Uh, the first one is going to be... 26. Maybe. 
The second one is going to be 24. I guess that was it. You guess? Alright, well, if you insist. Uh, the first... Okay! I just rolled max damage on, on one of my legs. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Uh, of course you roll it against me. 16 piercing and 4 uh, electric damage. Okay. So 20 damage in total. Alright. Alistair, you're up with Beckett on deck. Okay. As you see in front of you, you see uh, uh, a f uh, one more uh, bloodhound emerge, but you haven't seen four and five yet. Is that blue thing over there anything, or is that just part of the map? Uh, no, that's also an enemy, but you don't see her oh, yet okay. either. Yeah, that's yeah, the we're... unknown shooter. Word. Um... I'm going to uh, go west two squares, uh, southwest one square, west one square, and then northwest one square. So that way I'm just behind. Yep. Get that partial covered. <clears throat> yep. Uh. And at the same time, I'm going to my harpoon at number one. Alright, go ahead and roll your attack. Alrighty. Um, so, has Tobin seen, like, bloodhounds yet? Like, that they're bloodhounds? Uh... Yeah, I'll say okay. you all have seen uh, that they're uh, bloodhounds. Right. Um, has Alistair... He's been to K's with us, so he, he'd, he'd recognize these. He's, right? he's seen this uniform before. Okay. Uh, does a 25 hit? 25 will hit. Okay. Seven points of damage. Seven damage on number one. Yep. All right. And I choose to discharge the uh, stored spell from my spell storing enchantment. What that oh. spell be, dog? Shivering touch. He's about to take three d six points of dex damage. Oh, oh shit. If you lose all of your stats, you fucking die, right? Like, only no, constitution. Uh, only in constitution. Oh, okay. Anything else, you become paralyzed, or you go catatonic, depending on whether it's a mental or physical score. That is very smart. That's what we need. Good shit, buddy. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that is only a 10. But hey, that's it's still going bad, to mess though. him up for his AC. True. Make sure you keep in mind. But if you can do that thing again, you can probably render that guy catatonic. No. No? Nope. Uh, that was my one shot with it. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, I'll need to recharge it later. Maybe see if Beckett has any spells that do any dex damage or anything. Not by the prepped ones. Ah, okay. As, uh, if that's what you do with your turn, it's on to Beckett. Yep. Um, so for cleric spells, or whatever most of her spells are, are they, like, prepped from a pool, or are they prepped from, like, all cleric spells? She's allowed to, or they're allowed to draw from all of the cleric spells that exist. However, there is a pre-prepped list on this sheet. Oh, well, since you're, since it's kind of a new day, and you're playing Beckett, I'm sure you'd be allowed to use the spells you want, but you might not want to take the time to go, like, get the spells. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I feel it'd be a little metagamey. Yeah, well, yeah, now that we're, like, actually in combat, yeah. But. Uh, you know what, I'm going to... And that, yeah, that's probably the one she'd use, so yeah, I guess just using it. One Beckett's not fucking shit up with a triple damage on a scythe. She usually does buffs or, like, heals and shit. <laughs> Kitchen yep. usually got like bulls strength and cat's grace. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, west. Uh, four squares. Southwest one square and west one more square. And from there, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, I'm going to fling an Eldritch Blast at number two. Hell yeah. Alright. Warlock that shit. <laughs> uh, that's six damage. Uh, I lost my pen. There it is. Six damage? Uh, yes. you need to roll for attack, yes. though. It's a rage touch attack. Oh. Yes, sorry. No worries. Uh, for her attack, or for their attack roll, uh, 15 plus ranged, uh, 26. And that would be against touch, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, that'll hit. That ought to hit. As uh, you fling this um, eldritch energy out, and it, it takes the form of like a, a, a yellow electricity, as it uh, slams into number two, as <laughs> its eyes, yeah, it's it's sounds animalistic, and its eyes Feral. focus onto Beckett. Uh, number three is gonna go. He's gonna run up here as he uh, also he too <laughs> growls out as he brandishes his long sword, uh, staring down Tobin and Argolan. For context, uh, they didn't take any dex damage if they uh, are undead. Because not they are technically. Immune. I they hope they're not undead. These are the people we're here to save. 
They're not technically undead, but uh, I would need further rules to investigate their state. Right. Um, Orgolan, you're up with Yonatan and Peter on deck. Um, quick question. If you grapple uh. somebody, can somebody else, like, easily restrain them? Like, tie them up or anything? That is a, a, a thing that can be done. Okay, cool. Uh, Multiple people can grapple the same person. So, seeing Orgolan winding up to, like, um, get him, I'll be like, hey, these are clearly bloodhounds, but they're definitely being controlled by something. Do you want to try and help me restrain this guy up here? Let's do it. Do you have some sort of rope or anything? I... I don't think I do, unfortunately. Does anybody have rope? Uh, talking is a free action. I'm pretty sure we can chat. Uh, I have a, I have rope. Uh, yeah, Yonatan, when you have a minute, can you bring me some rope? Absolutely. Okay. I forgot to write my backpack for both my characters. Alistair also has rope. Noted. All right. Um, a hundred feet of it. Oh, very nice. Plus, the harpoon has a 30-foot yeah, chain. Yeah, I, I can get to them easily. Um, yeah, yeah Calduin so, has 50 feet of hemp rope, and... So, maybe if you want to go try and um, restrain this guy, I'll meet you up there with some rope. If you want to weaken him up a little bit, <laughs> your call. All so right. Knees. It might take a bit for me to get up there. I am going to run at number three take a strike at him while using Stunning Fist. Oh, nice. I forgot about that. Good idea. And I can't do a grapple in the same turn, can I? I don't think so. That'd take a action. Yeah, grapple's right. a standard action. Yeah, so you can't attack him. Stunning okay. Fist is a good idea, though. Alright. Alright, so that's a 21 to hit. Uh, 21... Um, Number 3. Uh, 21 does not hit. Ah, yikes. On number 2's turn, I'm going to need to uh, have a little bit of a uh, reflex save done. Alrighty, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Hmm. As, uh, could you describe your, your miss to, to this, uh, readied, infected ninja? Alright, so as I run towards him, I'm going to, as I get close, I'm just gonna jump, and just try to punch him in the face and just miss. As you, you jump and try to, like, Superman, uh, punch towards his, his jaw, he... Uh, he takes a small side swipe as you, you land down and stumble as he's Hi, how are you? Uh, Yonatan and Peter, you're up. Oh yeah, you could even have Peter bring me the rope if you want to do something else with your turn. Your I call. could do that. 
Bending Peter the Rope. Um, but Handing Peter the Rope. No, I'll say that's a free action. You're fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just hand Peter the Rope and then um, order him to move uh, up to where Tobin is. Uh, how much is this movement? Um, 50. Alright, yeah, you can reach uh, Tobin just fine. How many feet of rope is it? Do you know? 50 feet. Okay, sweet. As uh, Peter runs up and, and uh, drops the rope towards uh, uh, at Tobin's feet, uh, you understand what to do with your turn? Um, I am going to move, uh, two squares west and one square north. And then I am going to shoot number two, uh, twice. Through Beckett? Uh, I can, I have a bow. Like I could, yeah, but like through yeah, Beckett? Yeah, but Beckett is currently obstructing your view. You might want to go up another two steps, and then you might be able to. Or how much movement okay. have you used? You can probably get an up I've used 10 feet, too, like. or 15 feet. But yeah, I no, go I up north side. two more squares. Yeah, you can make it up uh, up here, and you can shoot at two. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, works. Pink. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and uh, bank to number two as uh, you want to describe uh, your you releasing your arrow. We gotta get Orgolan down there. We need a sub boink. Uh, for non-lethal damage, so as Yonatan uh, prepares his shot, he just reminds himself that he's not trying to uh, kill uh, these uh, dog folk. As he's just trying to incapacitate. They're not dog folk. They're just ninjas. The or dog ninjas. folk are the other guy's persons. <clears throat> uh, the, he's not trying to kill anybody here. He's just going to incapacitate them. He doesn't need any more trouble than he needs. So he, Yonatan, just preparing his first two shots at like the. Um, Like aiming sort of like at the like collarbone shoulder area as he fires his shots towards uh, that is going to be Uh, that is a 25 and a 22 to hit. Both will hit. Okay. So that is going to be 1d8. Nice. Okay, that is going to be... 
uh, twenty-four non-lethal piercing damage Ooh. in total. And that's on number two. Yes. All right. <clears throat> um, knees, you're up with Tobin on deck. Jonathan, let me pass. As I move four spaces uh, to the left. Because I have 20 feet of movement. Hooray. <laughs> and try and block you from movement. <laughs> and I'm going to do something that we haven't done in a long time. I'm going to hold my action until number one gets within 30 feet of range. As soon as he moves like five feet, just pop. <laughs> so pretty sure yeah. he's 35 feet away. Yeah. Alright, bet. Tobin, you're up. Yeah, um, I am going to... Can I grab the rope for a free action? Like yeah. He pulled it up? Okay. So I'll grab the rope off the ground, and then I will take a um, run action to get up on the right side of three. Is there a flanking bonus for grapple? Uh, not that I know of. Three additional person beyond the first engaged inside of a grapple, uh, you gain a plus two bonus on your grapple check. Like, he has, like, Orgolan has to also be grappling him for, to get that bonus? Uh, Yes. Okay. Alternatively, I'll... you can attack a person while they're on the ground inside of the middle of a grapple, and they're at a negative four AC. Right. Um, I just want to be here because I couldn't get there on my own uh, with like with just my move action. So now I'm here. So now Orgolan will at least get a flanking bonus if he tries to hit him again. Uh, flanking bonuses only apply unless you have. Uh, flexible uh, flanker uh, if you're directly across from them. Directly? What do you mean directly across? So you'd have to As be in front of our two opposite sides. Then I'll go behind him. That will also incur an attack of opportunity. Why? This is the because same you're movement action. Threatened square. Because you're oh, moving okay. through threatened squares of number three. That's Actually, you would have incurred one as soon as you uh, passed by uh, the diagonal for number three. Whatever. I thought it was when you attempted to leave a threatened square. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes. Well, I guess I am technically doing that because I'm going through one. Yes. Because there were, uh, there was the adjacent side to Orgolan that number three could have threatened when, it w uh, when Tobin moved up that extra uh, square to where he is now. That also would be that they'd have a reach of 10 feet, though. Those are 10-foot squares? No, well, if it's, a j if it's like diagonal. Or, no, oh, it's a oh, sorry. Yeah, I mixed it up, my Jason and... Yeah. But, Wes, yes, so, to be behind him. You can do yeah, so, so you, um, you attempt to pass by 
and, and as you um, flank past Rogolin, you feel uh, a sharp into your rib cage. I don't even get uh, like an AC check. Like what's happening? I um, rolled a natural twenty. What's the total? Forty-something. Jeez. Twenty plus ten plus fourteen. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I got my He's And then the crit's gonna follow through as well with, uh, what's your AC? What's, why? What's your AC? Uh... Uh, is it number three attacking me? Uh, yeah. Um, 28. It will succeed with a 29, 15 plus 14. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> that sucks. This guy's getting so lucky. All right. uh, attack of opportunity can only deter one standard action attack, not a full round. This is, this is off of one attack. Oh. It requires two AC checks? Uh, for the critical table. Oh, right. Oh, Forgot right. about that. Okay. Which the critical uh, table merits an extra attack. And so it, uh, first attack is going to stab it through. This arm sucks. <laughs> Who's responsible for that crap? <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, are you resistant to ice damage? Uh, I don't know. Am I? <laughs> you tell me, man. I don't. I don't think I gave you anything. You didn't, but you should. That'd be cool. <laughs> mm. Uh, so that'll be fifteen damage as wow. he as uh stabbing through and twisting the blade. He retracts it, and as you you move past, he goes for. One more strike uh, to your back uh, with another 20. Wow, I'm rolling a lot of 15s. Uh, with another 29 to hit. Um, and that will be 15 damage. I am. Um pretty bloodied, just so. As you, uh, with, uh, through these attacks, you follow through and, and find your footing behind him, uh, but you allowed yourself to, uh, take very critical damage. Um, can I... Oh take a mini healing elixir as a bonus action? Yep. Sweet. What, what's the... Is that just a... What, what do you say for those? Uh, D4 and con. Okay. Sorry, I'm munching. I'm proud that I'm DMing. So... Uh, emerging from the shadows, a small goblinoid figure... Uh, rushes up behind Orgolan and uh, 
goes uh, uh, brandishes uh, clawed daggers on her hands as she too uh, has the faded purple eyes and the the, the cracks in, uh, the black cracks in her skin of like um blood hunter apparel or anything though yeah still blood apparel but this oh, is okay. is more casual um those who have trained with the blood hunters recognize this as grit but where did she just come from sorry i was looking at my character uh hiding underneath uh, this palm tree here oh damn very nice uh, that's another natural 20. Holy dude. Can you not kill us? Yeah. You need to take a chill pill and grab a different D20 piece. <laughs> uh, so the first one definitely hits. Second is a 16. Which misses. Uh, third is an 11, which misses. And the last is a 16. Only the first one hits. Damn. Is, is it not a full round action to do like all four of your, those attacks? It is. Um, you're right. So it would have just been the first two numbers. Which the the first hits and the second one misses. Um, it does a thirty-two hit. Yep. All right, rolling on the crit table. And I rolled another two, which means it's an extra attack. <laughs> the first attack is gonna go through. Nine slashing and three fire damage. And um, a natural 19 on the extra attack, which means that hits. What's she attacking with? Um, like clawed daggers. Oh, okay. And that will be... Ten slashing and another three fire. They're not natural weapons. No, they're they're just claw oh, like claw daggers. Dagger. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. sorry, sorry. Tiger claws. Are they like those like? Kinda, oh yeah, I see. I see. I see. Hey, imagine like imagine like wearable Wolverine claws. Yeah, yeah, is kind of how I'm imagining. Ouch. As uh, lacerations are torn down your back, Orgolan, as she it, viciously tears into you. Is she cut up at all? Like, does this appear to be blood hunter magic? Like that? Um. Stuff? Roll me an arcana check. Sure. So basically, they're using something like the Ninja Turtles Teko Kagi. <laughs> uh, no. 
That's going to be a 14. A 14. Uh, so, the extra magical damage on top of their attacks uh, seem to be Bloodhunter magic, but uh, their own quirks seem to be their own abilities that they right, brought yeah. to the table. Um, up next is Kalduin. Okay, uh, so Kalduin is going to, I turn into my wraith form, and I go up 30 feet trying to go to the person attacking Orgolan. Dude, we're gonna get like... 30 feet, uh, brings you here. Yep, that's all that's I can do. That's funny, cause... Uh, I'm flanking three, um, and then Grit flanking Orgolan. <laughs> and if Kaldun gets, or I guess Orgolan's probably facing the wrong way for that, but it'd be funny if it was, uh, flank, flank, flank. <laughs> <clears throat> Orgolan's kind of being sandwiched right now. Yeah. That's okay, he's into it. <laughs> flank hey, sandwich. Flank steak. Sorry, I am getting the munchies, and I'm forgetting that I am DMing. So that's all Calduin does with his turn? Unfortunately. Happens, brother. Been there. I just delivered rope and then got beat up with my last turn. <laughs> um, number one is going to go, and as he moves five feet forward, Niza's trap is going to activate. As soon as he comes into range, a billowing fog comes out of Nisa's mouth as both one and two need to make a reflex save as I am using my weakening breath on them. Nice. We have some good fucking shit for capture. <laughs> Quick little munch break. Munch, I rolled fucking horribly. Ah, Yay! Wait, no, that's good. <laughs> The only munchies I know is munchy mix. Um, reflexes will be 17 and 15. Um, <laughs> did I not write that down? Thought I did. Hmm. Uh, I'll have to update this later, because I, I thought I had the reflex saves written down with my breath attacks, but seems like I do not. I know the last time it was 17, but we leveled up, so I don't know if it went up. But I'll just go with the 17 one. So the 17 one passes, anything longer than that fails. So, uh, the one that passes has minus six for two rounds, the one that failed, uh, minus six to strength for four rounds. Ow. Oh, 
Oh, shoot. Sorry, I was muted. What's the other one got? Uh, number one has now has minus six dex and minus six strength. Uh, they... Uh, yeah. What's the other one get? They they both are gained minus six to strength. It's just one has oh, it... Okay. The one that succeeded only has it for two rounds instead of four. Hold on, can you throw it on pause for just a minute? Uh, yep. Um, number two had a trigger on him as it is now his turn. Okay, uh, I'm going to need to have him do a deep play, uh, reflex save, please. DC a, 17. Uh, he will pass. Okay, then he is not harpooned. Um, actually, technically, one should still go, because you stopped him once he reached Nisa's rage. Oh. No, he stopped. He was, he was stunned by the, the lack of strength. Uh, two is gonna charge forward, though, and is going to, uh, attack Nis. As he charges forward, uh, sweeping his long, long sword. Uh, in a in a downright position, you see ice shards line his longsword. As uh, knees, you're familiar with the bloodhound magic of crimson, right? As it slashes through you. phone decided to close down on me. Um, sorry, can I redo that real quick? He is going to do that, but he's going to do it in a different order. Uh, number two locks eyes with knees. And uh, he kind of he snarls as he runs his fingers along his blade as you see uh, blood drawn and streaks the blade. As he stares into you, you feel it's it's a sensation of of a ghost grasping your heart. And as it kind of squeezes and, and crushes and like holds your heart there, you kind of feel this this harsh pressure in your chest. As uh, you'd uh, you'd know that this is a blood curse that he's he's inflicting upon you. As he charges forward. Uh, the ice shards along his blade as he slashes towards you. He, uh, the first attack is a uh, 25 and the second attack is a 17. First one hits. The first one will hit. Uh, 10 
10 slashing and 5 ice damage. Four is going to skip his turn for now. Um, and then number five as well, going to skip his turn as we go back to the top of the round. As uh, two more bullets fly from the unknown shooter towards our golem. Eh. Uh, a 13 will not hit you, right, Rogolin? Nope. Yeah, as two bullets fly and into the ground as they, they clatter off the sand below. They just narrowly miss you. One of them just kind of grazing your leg hair. We were Ting. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this, Wes, but if you're firing into friendlies uh, while they're in melee combat, you take a minus four to your ranged attacks. Unless you have precise shot. Well, they missed anyways, so... <laughs> I rolled a natural one on one of the attacks. Drop your gun, boy. <laughs> nah, he's fine. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> yes, it does. That's not how that works. <laughs> This if was. they get access to the good table, they gotta get access to the bad They table. did, and I rolled it, and he's fine. Okay, good. Sorry, you, it sounded like the way you were saying it, that they did not roll it. No, he, I rolled it, and I got an, a natural 19. Good. Very nice. Alistair, you're up with Beckett on deck. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast a spell... At number one, weapon. Actually, no, I'm going to just cast Heat Metal on both of their uh, weapons. One and two. Because they're both within 30 feet. Uh, sorry, are you going to do what again? I'm going to cast Heat Metal on the weapons of number one and number two. Ah. Uh, what would I need to roll in opposition to that, or or, or what happens during this sequence? Well, uh, you are able to uh, go ahead and roll a uh, uh, roll a save against it. Just give me one moment, so that way I can pull it up. Uh, it is a will save. Also, if they have spell resistance, it applies. Why do I save? What's the DC? 19 will save. Yeah, both of them fail. Okay, for the first round, their, so, or their weapons just 
warm up. And that's all. As you see one kind of shifting his weapon in his hand kind of nervously as he feels the warmth, but doesn't make too much out of it as they seem still ready to fight. Uh, Beckett, you're up. All right, and... Let's go ahead and... I'm going to have Beckett move uh, north, uh, actually northeast, or northwest rather, sorry. So that way she's adjacent to these. And cast on him a uh, shield of faith. Uh, they are now going to get a plus. Uh, plus three deflection bonus to AC. Sweet. And the tankiest gnome around. <laughs> Ooh, you eat yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's um what Becca does with with their turn. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three is going to make a strike towards Orgolan. Of course he will. <clears throat> uh, finally, some decent goddamn rolls. Be me. <laughs> the last couple ones sucked. Uh, Not against me, motherfucker! Yeah, 27 and 25. No, they don't hit. What's your AC, dog? 38. <laughs> what? How do you have a 38 AC? I added 20. <laughs> oh. It does it. Fucker. Does that mean Tobin gets an attack of opportunity? It should, right? Unfortunately not. They gotta leave or end they gotta leave the threatened square. Um if Tobin was on the other side of the creature, then yes. No, they gotta leave a threatened square. Is it not on I thought it's also if it if an attack is made. 
Oh, or something. That's not um, so as number three uh, rears in and uh, he kind of does like a like a shank stab like upward into your rib cage. As he does that, he he kind of mumbles some ethereal, uh, demonic sounding words. As you feel uh, almost like the cold hand of death grasping at your heart. And as he makes a strike uh, towards you, uh, the ice shards on his blade uh, begin to freeze and almost like uh, reverse cauterize your wounds as as they seem to, to take a stronger effect uh, as he casts a spell. <coughs> uh, you're going to take 25 slashing and 12 ice damage. Could you just not kill me? I'm. Uh, I I was told by by a little someone to try a little harder. It wasn't me, man. Um. So, uh, moving on. To Orgolan with Yonatan and Peter on deck. Followed uh, by Knees, followed by Tobin. Alright. I'm gonna just fear you blows the guy in front of me. Okay. Oh, so apparently. Uh, so here's. Oh, list. It says, a melee attack, no attack of opportunity. Unarmed, yes. Ranged, yes. Uh, magic item, no. Aid, another, maybe. Bull rush, yes. Cast a spell, yes. Um, drink a potion, yes. Didn't Play he technically torch, cast yes. a spell while attacking? No. Read this a was scroll. a bonus action. Read a oh. scroll, yes. Um, sunder a weapon, I'm not sure what that means, yes. And, to break um, a weapon. Oh, use spell-like ability actually is yes, an attack of opportunity. It can be cast defensively, I believe, as well as a concentration check. I was just reading a list of standard actions that can provoke an attack of opportunity. Hmm. And it says that a spell-like ability... Yeah, cool. That's a good... It's good to... hear. that into the chat. Yeah, I miss every single fucking one. What'd you get? My highest roll was a fucking three. What? That's unfortunate. I rolled a three and two fucking twos. That's crazy. Ooh. As you... Uh, trying to, to throw out uh, punches, you see the uh, the bloodhound in front of you 
uh, gracefully dodging and parrying uh, your punches. Jonathan, uh, Peter. I think you're muted, buddy. Yeah, um... Yeah, so... Jonathan is going to, uh... Um... Would a five-foot diameter sphere uh, going to the west? Like, if I moved south one, and then I cast Numbing Sphere going west, would that hit both two and one? I'm uh, not sure what is the... It's ring? a five-foot diameter sphere. I think it would only put cause like like affect one square then if it's five foot diameter. Well, it's a What's five foot. A hundred like feet. Sphere? It's a hundred feet, hundred foot range, and it basically acts like flaming sphere. But okay, so I, it moves around. Yeah, it moves it around. Then you can How control it to work? hit one and two. Oh, cool. I can use a move action to move it. Oh. Uh, so yeah, roll away. Hell yeah. Uh, and it I've is never seen a spell same. do that, that's cool. And it is the same as my movement speed, so it can move up to however much movement speed I have. And just remember that you moved five feet or whatever already. Yeah, so it has 25 movement feet of movement this turn. Um, so as I, as uh, Jonathan prepares to cast this spell, concentrating for a moment and focusing on Tobin's magical aura, sensing his wounds, just focusing on the aura leaking out. He's just going to weave that energy into this spell as he weaves his ice magic into a sphere and rolls it like a like a bowling ball along the ground. What can I say? I'm inspiring. And then as the as this freezing sphere rolls along, um, it is number two is going to need to make a reflex save, followed by number one. Uh, and that is. That is a DC 18, no, DC 17 reflex save. Muted. 
Sorry, I forgot to unmute. Uh, number two will fail, but number one will succeed. Okay, uh, number one does not take any damage. Uh, deal 1d6 points of cold damage as well as 1d4 points of dexterity damage to number two. Oh, we're getting close here. Okay. Uh, that is five cold damage. And that is four dexterity dex damage. So they're up to. So now number two's taken 14 dexterity damage, right? Yep. Because you did 10, right, Chris? Yep. Oh. Uh, he does not have a lot left. Somebody do some dex damage. He only had the one use, so if you can do that again, Jonathan, you might be able to take him out. Um. How, what's the spell level adjustment for Quicken spell? Four. Plus four, so. Plus four. Um, well, you don't have to do it again this turn. Yeah. Why, what level is that spell? Uh, it's a level two spell. Oh, okay. It's a second level spell, but I don't have six level spell slots yet. Yeah. Um, what can I do? I mean, that's probably... Uh, and then I'm going to, uh, quicken spell, uh, Sunstroke. Remember, that takes a spell okay. slot of four levels higher. I think. Yeah, we yep. just... Yeah, he's I've aware. got it. Okay. Alright, uh, Sunstroke is a Fortitude save. DC uh, and you're hitting both of them? Um... I think it's a raise, so I think you can hit both of them. Uh, it's one living creature as a target. So I'm gonna go for number two. Ah, he succeeds. Ah, well, two d six. Okay, yeah, it just takes two d six. Uh, it's going to take eight points of non-lethal damage. Ooh. It, he seems really weakened right now. Uh, and then Peter's turn, he is going to fly up uh, onto the uh, the right behind Orgolan. And he's going to give him a big old chomp. Alright, Peter, first attack roll of the new year. That is a nat 20. Hey. 
Peter, Peter, Peter. 2d6 times 2. Wait, is this a natural weapon? I don't think natural. Do natural weapons crit? I feel no. Like they don't. Yep. Oh, they, they do, do want a natty 20. Oh, okay. Sweet. It just, that... So it's only a natural weapon. Oh, same with fists. Right. 18 uh, piercing damage. Nice. Not bad, dude. And then... Uh, Somebody tell Peter not to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter, that's going to be the end of Peter's turn. Knees, you're up with Tobin on deck. Okay. First question. Um, are troglodytes canon to this universe? I'm not sure what that is. Are what? Troglodytes. Dinosaur-like humanoid. With a stench. And the very high natural armor. Um... Sure. Okay, with my draconic knowledge, would these know what a troglodyte is? Uh, yeah, I'll say that you, um... <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I'll say in your research you know what one is. Okay. With that, everybody plug your nose as I'm using humanoid shape to turn into a troglodyte and doing a 30-foot range stench attack. They need to roll a fortitude. Unfortunately, everybody in range has to. Ooh. Major fails on both ends. If it's lower than a 13, yeah, they take them. They're sinking for 10 rounds. Ooh. You're muted. So sick end, what does that entail? Uh, that entails that they have a minus two to just about everything. Uh, attack rolls, reflex, uh, saves. Let me just double check. Uh, oh right, I know where I went. Uh, here it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, minus two penalty on all attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. Basically, Ooh. if you roll a d24, it gets a negative two. Oh. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, everyone at a 30 foot range has to roll that fortitude save. So that includes Alistair, Becca, and Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan rolled a 32 on his fortitude save. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I rolled a 17. <laughs> you're good. It only needs to be a 13. Okay. Okay. Meaning you guys won't be affected for, for by the stench for another 24 hours. <laughs> so you're fine. <laughs> hey. uh, is, that, is that it, Nies? Uh Yeah, that's all I can do. 
Right, uh, I gotta grapple this motherfucker. Alright, we'll grapple. Alright, uh, let's see here. So, with Orgolan locked in combat and Tobin able to limp his way around after catching his breath uh, when the enemy had to focus his attention back on Orgolan, he's, uh, popped a, he popped his mini elixir and now he's gonna, uh, just dive at him to, or just try and grab him so that he can, um, get his arms, like, you know, to his side so that Orgolan can, or so that we can tie him up. Okay, grapple. Come on, baby. That's not bad. Uh, 24. Ooh. Yeah. You beat him by one. Yeah. So, he's um, so now that my arms are around him, the rope will be, like, in my hand, uh, because I was holding it, so I'll just be like, or Golan, I got him, I need you to try and, um, I need you to try and, uh, tie him up. Uh, I might be dead this turn, so might not be able to do it. Well... Well, you've got Peter on your back and Calduin as well, so hopefully you can. Um, does he go? Does number three go before you? Oh, it doesn't matter. I haven't grappled. Yeah, he has to spend his standard action trying to get out of the so, grapple or attack with disadvantage. So all you need to worry about is trying to tie him up so that we can take care of the other dude that's attacking you. Uh, if just want to live. I think that's our best option. <laughs> j just to know, so you know, West Two was supposed to get an attack of opportunity. I had to double check. Say that again. Uh, Two was supposed to get an attack of opportunity because I technically changed right in front of them. Nah, miss trigger. Uh, so number three is now restrained by Tobin. Uh, you hear the uh, the goblin grit behind our goal and screech in pain as uh, Peter bites into her into her back as she kind of uh, jabbing her claws underneath her armpits and jabbing upward until into uh, Peter's uh, neck as she sinks one claw she tries to uh, to sink the next claw she's gonna make uh, attacks towards uh, Peter the first one's gonna miss uh, as she kind of uh Swings out a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit wide as as uh, Peter dodges his head, but misses the second attack as she uses this first debate in it, as it jabs upward towards his throat. Dice, please. Are you rolling damage right now? Yes. I thought you said two the two of the the first missed. attack missed, but the second attack hit. You said the second one also missed. 
No, she used the second one, the first one to bait, and the second attack hit, and it hit into the throat. Oh, okay. My apologies. Oh. Uh, ten slashing and five uh, fire damage. Okay. Uh, Calduin, you're up. Okay, I am going to move up to the person behind her golem. Um, question. If or golem is not technically fighting that person, but they're facing or golem, could I still use the aid action? This is a question for you, Chris. Okay, I am going to use the aid action, which will allow me to do attack roll with a DC of ten, which I rolled a fifteen, so it's fine. Which gives Orgolid a plus two on either uh, AC or attack, whichever comes first. About use rope, because that's probably what he's gonna have to do. It has and, to survive first, though. And that will well, be... the crit isn't even facing him right now, so this is his prime opportunity to attack, to try and get three. And well, this is... That will be my turn. Uh, number one is going to move towards knees. They grow apparently. <laughs> He's flipping out, guys. <laughs> seriously tripping, man. As he's going to make a strike towards knees, uh, and horribly miss. Sixteen doesn't hit. Nope. That would have hit before the bonus. Uh, number two is going to make uh, two strikes towards knees. Uh, and. Damn, so he's they... got minus six strength and minus two to attack rolls? Oh, yeah, he's, he has his, his uh, minus six to. Yeah, neither of those will hit either. Hold on. Six. Twenty-one. That just hits Damn, my AC. Nineteen. That's crazy. Uh, a twenty-one just hits. Are we still doing defender wins? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So doesn't. Damn. Just hits. Thank you, Beckett. <laughs> Wait, so is your AC 21? It is now, <laughs> with the spell. Oh, okay, so, so you win. Oh, you won? Yeah, I'm... I'm hey, thanks to Beckett's spell, I have 21 AC. Hell yeah. Yay. Uh, number four is going to charge. Bro. My scales are extra shiny. What's a charge even actually do? 
Oh, does Charge not have to be in a straight line? Or are you no, Charge has oh, to sorry, be a he's, straight line. He's doing the run action. I apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Charge has to be a straight line with your enemy in view. Yeah, sorry. So, at least... That's move and standard action, right? Uh, yeah, it's a full, yeah. full round action, yeah. Oh, full round, sweet. Yeah, I've been trying to do. I've been wanting to do a charge action every time. The only problem is they were one row off every time I wanted to do a charge oh, attack. Really? <laughs> ah, do it right now. Do it to four, even though you're right in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> I have to move at least ten feet first. Disengage, run back five feet, and then you know. <laughs> <laughs> there would be a full round action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. And number five is gonna peek out from the from the alleyway. Uh, no thanks. That's what Tobin says. He said, "Go home." Wait, we're trying to take you home. <laughs> As it is ten o'clock now, I think we've run out of our time. No. So we shall conclude this battle next week. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we award you inspiration or are we waiting until after combat? It was me. As the Adai now will fight their way through this eerie fallen beach town as they as they battle with the people they were uh, tasked to receive the fallen darkness infected bloodhounds find out next week what happens <laughs> I think that is it my friends I have nothing more to say Bye, have a great time. Okay, that's all I was waiting for. <laughs> Peace. I can stop the recording.